Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. You don't see enough positive news about global warming. And Rich Casey. I usually do the smell test and the taste test. I usually don't do the, the look test too much, but sometimes, like if there's furry things growing on it. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And along the way, they'll probably veer off the path a little and talk about gardening, television, their world travels, sports, or pretty much any other shiny thing that catches their eye. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Saturday, October 21st, 2023. This is episode number 238 of the podcast. I am one of the hosts, Jerry Evanoff, and with me, as he is each week, fresh off of, I guess, driving all day, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you? I'm in a daze, a highway daze. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been driving for two straight days, actually. So about, oh, it's actually almost a thousand miles, I think, between Baton Rouge and where my in-laws live in, in Virginia, Southwest Virginia. Uh, and well, but the weather was pleasant. So uh, that wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I did mention before we hit record that uh, we did get bogged down for at least an hour or so coming back. Uh, there was a accident down the highway, medevac helicopter right in the middle of the highway. First time I've ever seen that in person, but uh Hopefully the person will be okay, but yeah, I'm here. I made it and we can record. How far into the drive was the accident? <laughs> About one hour today of, of a seven or eight hour trip today. So. No, but I mean, like, was it at the beginning of the drive? Was it near the yeah. end? It, well, well, it was right smack in the middle of it, of the two day drive, middle? basically. Yeah. Oh, was, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It was just, just North of, uh, of, uh, uh Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Uh, and we also chose, I didn't even think about this. Two, we we made two big mistakes. One big mistake was traveling on back here on a Friday and Saturday when there's lots of traffic anyways. People are out for the weekend. The second was going through Tuscaloosa on an Alabama home game day. So, oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a, yeah. a ton of traffic. Uh, and it would have been worse, but we, we managed to get through that area by about 10 a.m. or so. So it wasn't, and they had like a 3.30 kickoff. So it wasn't quite as bad as it was going to get later in the day. Yeah, they're losing right now. So you probably wouldn't want to be out in the traffic uh, after the game is over if they lose a lot of oh, no, yeah. people out there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let me jump into my stats for the week. Not as, not as, you know, I come on this podcast every week and I give like, here's my schedule. This is what I'm going to do. And like an hour after I stopped recording the podcast, just everything changes. It seems to happen every week. <laughs> it actually almost happened this week, but it was an hour before we started recording that things started to change for next week. So, you know, it, Inheriting Murder, book two in the Murder Mystery series is up. I mean, it's up 1,965 words to 55802. All I was going to do was story grid. That's all I was going to do. Just take mm -hmm. what I had written and put it into a story grid, but that's not what happened. I became like revision expert all of a sudden as I just rewrote the first three chapters. So um, it's just, it's weird how this works. Uh, the, the two short stories, the space opera and then the prequel novella uh, time travel, no change in either of those um, Alpha Battalion book one, uh, the space opera is at 6672 and origins volume two is at 5153. I didn't even touch those this week. My mailer light is down a whopping 21 to 1,083. Wow. I did I did send an email out on Tuesday, which is what caused that to happen. Uh, and that usually does happen when you send an email out. When you have a lot of freebie seekers on your on your list, you mm -hmm. send an email out about, you know, just a normal, hey, what's going on? I mean, it was a short email. I was basically just asking them, oh, what was my question? Oh, I, oh, I generated that picture from um, the AI and I just asked what they thought of it. Is that it? Now I don't even remember. Oh, so long ago. 
Uh, and then last week's goal, again, I don't remember exactly what I said. I think I deleted it when I was cleaning up the outline so that I could start writing the notes down for this week. I'm pretty sure I said I wanted to get halfway through the story grid. Uh, and if that's the case, it was a giant fail. Again, all of a sudden, I just continued to do another revision of editing. So at the same time, I was doing the story grid. So it's not a, it's not a horrible thing because I was getting stuff done that needed to get done anyway. I just kind of combined the, the story grid with the next revision all at once. Right. You know, I, I don't see really how you can uh, do a story grid, start working on it without wanting to jump into revisions right away, especially since, you know, exactly when, when you get to the point, yeah, when you get to the point where you realize that you're not flip flopping polarity the way you should. And, you know, you, what you got, you know, it just gets on your on your brain that, well, I got to figure out how this is going to flip flop before I can really push forward. Um, for what I was doing, it was more about the fact that that I would I would open up my story grid and I would look at the first couple columns, which I'd already filled in anyway. It was like a little description of the chapter and you know who's POV and the date and time, and I would just start reading through it to find some of the you know the other stuff like the clues or the foreshadowing that I because I like to mark that down. And I would get to like the fourth sentence and go, oh, that's an awful sentence, and I would just rewrite it. And then I would and that's and it just it blows up from there to where it becomes rewrite as much as you can because this is not good. Right. Um, I don't know how people read it. <laughs> well, my stats for the week were are, are slim or to none because I was gone uh, visiting the in-laws all week, as you'll find out when I talk about my daily activities. Uh, but I did manage to eke out a little bit of time in the evening to finish up those two episodes of Death Comes to Paradise that I started last week and kind of dropped because they were boring me or something. But I did get back to them. They didn't bore me the second time around. I was able to finish those up. But I didn't post them on Vell for two reasons. Number one, the internet, my in-laws, as I think I hinted at last week, is just abysmally slow. I mean, we make jokes when we're there about, I don't know if you remember way back when there were the commercial internet commercials about the slow skis with the turtles. And I the, don't remember don't, that. Oh yeah, it was, that was back. Uh, it was like right after dial-up and, and when you first got into cable and DSL and I was talking about the difference between dial-up internet and DSL. And it, it's bad. You really can't do anything. But secondly, as I was doing those, finishing up those two episodes, I realized what I really need to do is uh, write another B plot chapter to catch that time, that uh, part of the story up to the timeline of the uh, of the rest of the story. Uh, so uh, I didn't post it. I'm going to hold off until I get that chapter written so I can put it in the right order. Uh, in, uh, in the Vela stream because you, you don't have the option of going back and, and switching things around in Vela. Uh, I, I had a target of something like 5,000 page reads for the week. I missed that by a mile. I ended up with 1,960 page reads. And again, it was because the internet was so bad. I really couldn't do anything while I was there. And you know what's really funny is they live about six miles away uh, by road from uh, Virginia Tech. And the town of Blacksburg is is where Virginia Tech is at. It's one of the most wired uh, towns, villages, cities, whatever in the country. In fact, it's a big retirement destination because it's so wired and so connected to the outside world. But they happen to live over a ridge, down in the valley, back behind the mountain. And there's just like no cell signals. There's no nothing back there. Oh. Yeah, they get DSL through, as I said last week, they get DSL through their phone line. They do have fiber optic right to the edge of their property, but they don't want to pay the last few thousand dollars to get it to their house. Although, after listening to my father-in-law gripe all week about how slow his internet was, I think he may be coming around to the idea that he's got to spend that money or else he's going to go crazy. Yeah. 
uh, because he loves to get on on his laptop and look at the news and look at the sports and all that kind of stuff. So maybe next time I go there, it'll it'll be fixed. Couldn't imagine living like that. No, it reminds me way 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 back into the CompuServe days, uh, where you would just yeah. kind of dial up and you you would just kind of you type something out and you would hit send and then you just kind of sit and strum your fingers a little bit read some a chapter of your book and wait <laughs> wait for things to happen is that uh is that what you were CompuServe yeah I was on CompuServe quite a bit actually that's at Prodigy oh okay when I was a kid okay I still remember to this day I still remember my my user ID in Prodigy was VHSR 39C um <laughs> I don't know why I remember that but I always thought it'd be kind of interesting to get that as a customized license plate no one would know what it means except for maybe me Maybe my dad, because he was VHS R thirty nine A, but yeah, it's yeah. it's I can't believe that I still remember that. <laughs> All right, let me jump into my week. Um, you know, like I said, it's just I, I did the podcast, and in fact, I, I said that a minute ago about how I, I do the podcast. I talk about my schedule, and everything changes. An hour ago, things for tomorrow changed. Literally ten seconds ago, things for tomorrow changed again. So it's as I just got a text message. It's been a weird a weird uh, couple of weeks here. So Sunday last week, I woke up around 545 with the idea of golfing. But as soon as I opened the door to let Max out, I knew I'm not going to golf. It was like 43 degrees. It's supposed to be drizzling and it was really wet from the previous day. Mm. So I just, I texted my buddy Dave and said, I'm not coming. And he says, yeah, I'm not, not going either. So uh, we didn't golf. Um, I, I didn't go back to bed. Like I probably should have. Instead, I just kind of sat on my computer, Went through all of my fantasy lineups, made a whole bunch of bets. I did this new betting strategy last Sunday that I, I did really well at, and I've been doing it all week, and I'm doing really well at it so far. I'm probably up 100 to $200 this week just doing that. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing it again tomorrow just to see if it was kind of an anomaly. You know, the NFL, I can do it because I'm, I know football really well. I know the players. Some of the other sports, I've tried it, and it just doesn't work because I just don't know the players. But um so so i did all that in the morning and um oh oh then i created okay so my facebook author page had a banner on it that only had my first two books on it so i went through and used book brush to create a new banner with five the five books that i've completed four of them are for sale and the fifth one is part of a free giveaway that i never put on amazon it's a, two of them are you know one of them is a novella one of them is a short story and then i have three novels uh like the banner i didn't realize it was going to go up as a post that people could actually click on or 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 interact with but it did and i got some likes on that which was nice um and then after that finally later that morning i was off to panera to start my story grid except like i said it didn't turn into a story grid i just did a whole bunch of editing on chapter one it originally um it was 1600 words when i started it was 2400 by the time i was finished i remember c telling me when i did book one that chapter one should be around a thousand words it should end with the hook and and i've tried this is my fourth attempt at chapter one now with the editing i cannot get it down anywhere near a thousand words so i'm just going to leave it how it is and that's just going to be how i write um i kind of like it better that way anyway right and, there, and there's plenty of uh plenty of books out there uh thrillers it, it, as well as mysteries as well as romance as well as anything else where the early chapters are much longer now naturally when you get later into the story and the action starts picking up then the chapters tend to get a little bit shorter just to keep the the pace up but uh yeah there's no problem with that and that's how the first um, murder mystery was as it got later into the book. I mean, I think one of the chapters was like 800 words, mm -hmm. whereas early on they were like 3000 words. So yeah, that's right. kind of how I'm writing it. Um, 
I did take that chapter out of Scrivener though and put it into to Atticus to do my editing there. And as I go along, I'm going to load each chapter and then I'm going to load up this Atticus with a lot of different uh, words for this one book and just see how it handles performance wise. Everything was great. Um, I don't have Grammarly or Pro Writing Aid, either of the extensions for Chrome uh, loaded up and running, which is, I know Grammarly was causing some issues a, a year or two ago when I first started using it. I don't even have those loaded up. So I'm very much not looking forward to the proofread section of this where I probably spelled words wrong and the basic window spell checker didn't pick it up. So then when I go into grammar, there's going to be so many mistakes I have to fix, but that's fine. It'll, yeah. it'll, it would be, I'll be actually, that'll be a good problem to have. Cause that means I'll be finished with it. Um, on the way home, I stopped at the grocery store. Like I tend to do on Sundays and I was home to watch football day and the Browns won a game that I did not expect. I don't think anybody expected them to win beating the best team in football. That was exciting. Um, I think you sent me a note at some point on Facebook Messenger saying something about so what about, about the Browns? Or yeah, how about them Browns? They uh, that, yeah. that was pretty surprising. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> to the 49ers and everybody else. <laughs> so. With a backup quarterback, I mean, yeah. it's just yeah, yeah, it was it was so much fun, and it was one of those games where you know the, the, they're ahead, they drive down and get the lead near the end, which is like wow, this I didn't expect this, but there's still time on the clock and you know, San Francisco completes a long pass. And as a Browns fan, you're just sitting there like, yep, I know how this ends. I've seen this movie before. And San Francisco lines up for a, a chip shot, easy 40 yard field goal. And the guy actually pushes it to the right. And the Browns actually get the win. That never, ever happens. <laughs> and there's a guy I watch on Facebook named Tom Grossi, who does, he's a Packers fan, but he does a lot of comedy about the entire NFL. And one of the bits he does is, is basically the NFL from every fan's point of view. And it's like a 10 second hit from every fan. And he has a jersey for every team, so you know who he is when he cuts the camera there. And he, the very first one was the Browns, and he just said, we won and the refs helped us? That never happens, <laughs> which is exactly what happened. The refs gave him a call to help keep, keep the drive going. Usually, you know, and I'm, I'm sure most fan bases will think this, but usually the refs just kill the Browns, and uh, right. it's fun to actually get a call. So uh, in the evening, I was waiting for the uh, Sunday night football game to start. I grabbed my laptop and got an email ready to send out. This is the email I talked about that went out on Tuesday. Uh, and then I went out uh, about 27 hours later. So I sent it out Tuesday, I think around 3.30, no, maybe 12.30 Eastern time, PM. And I think I, for people who didn't open it, I had MailerLite send it out to the to them the next day around 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, it was a simple email. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't the image that I, that I was thinking. I asked them whether I, or not I should watch the Ahsoka show. Uh, you know, I love Ahsoka Tano, but I really haven't had much interest in Disney Star Wars stuff over the last couple of years. Not since the end of season two Mandalorian have I really cared. Mm -hmm. um, I watched like the first couple Boba Fett, the first couple uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and just could not get into them at all. Um, so I watched the first 40 minutes of the Ahsoka one a couple of weeks ago and was like, yeah, you know, I don't. And I knew it was basically a, the a, a season. I think it was a, a buddy of mine, John, who sent him put on Facebook pretty much what I thought was the case, which was it was season five of the animated series, The Rebels, but it was live action because it was all the characters from Rebels. Um, and, uh, you know, about 40 minutes in, I just thought, I, I don't, I, I, I'm fine. I, I'm good with Star Wars. I don't know if I need to see any more. I'll, I'll read more books in the canon, but I don't really think I need to see any of the Disney stuff anymore. Right. Um, I canceled my Disney about a week earlier. So I just asked people in the email, Hey, tell me about the Ahsoka show without spoiling it. Um, should I go back and get Disney plus? What do you think? Got some responses, which was nice. 
And uh, I did put in there, hey, I, I put this on my Facebook author page and I didn't really get that many responses. So I'm going to throw it out to the rest of you. And, and then I immediately got a couple more responses on my Facebook page from people who got the email and are friends with me on Facebook, which was nice. Um, and I got another subscriber to Facebook probably from that email. And that person immediately went and just started interacting with me. And I wonder, and I, I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but I'm wondering if, if I go into, if I put a post out there on Facebook, ask a question or whatever, and then I get a couple of responses. If I wait until the next day before I respond, does that do anything to the algorithm where it's, oh, a day later, there's new interactions with this post. So I'm wondering if that, if you have any opinion on that at all. I don't, I don't know anything, uh, but it would seem like, you know, the logic you're laying out there makes sense that uh, Facebook will not only look at how much interaction there is, but how much there is over time. So yeah, I would, I think that would make sense to do something like that. Yeah, I'm going to try what, to what, experiment what, with that a little bit. What was the opinion that opinions that you got about the Ahsoka show? Because I've, I've heard some mixed feelings about it. Um, it was mixed and it was mostly, yeah. um, you know, if, if you're, I think one guy said, if you're interested in season five rebels live action, then go ahead and watch it because it's got all those characters, which I am kind of, I mean, I, I also have a hard, a hard time with what's her name playing Ahsoka Tano. I don't remember her name, the actress, because she was voiced by Ashley Eckstein for so long in the cartoons and it's a completely different voice. And it's not like it's, it doesn't yeah. sound like Ahsoka Tano to me, which is kind of tough. Um, even though I like the actress, I think she does a really good job. It's just, it's almost like it's a different character to me. Well, it's, well that, that's um, yeah. interesting you say that because uh, one of the things we did uh, that I'll talk about a little bit later uh, on this trip is listen to an audiobook. And uh, between books three and four, they changed narrators. So every character sounded different. And it just kind of oh, wow. it kind of threw me a little bit on the story. The story yeah. was still good. But yeah, having the voices change is, is a real problem, I think. I wish they would have gotten somehow Ashley Eckstein to actually play the character. I don't mm -hmm. know if she's an actress, though. I know she's a voice actress, but I don't know if she's an actual actress. I don't know if she could ever. Maybe they didn't approach her. I, I don't know. But right. I, I wish it would have been her voice at least. Uh, so I got that ready Sunday night and set it all up. And in that same email, I provided a link to the author faith Facebook page and said, Hey, if you're interested in, you know, this kind of conversation where I basically just talk about how great it was to live in the eighties and how it now sucks and get off my lawn and, and, and you kids <laughs> with your rock and roll music, uh, come to my Facebook page and follow. And I think I picked up a follower doing that, which was nice. Uh, Monday. So I had talked last week about getting up at 5 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and how quickly that changed. I actually forgot to reset my alarm on Monday and I didn't wake up until 6.15. And I just thought, well, that's not going to happen today. I worked from home. Um, and while I was working, uh, so, so backing up a little bit, I realized in early September that I had just enough vacation days left at my real job to take half a days on Fridays, the rest of the year. Cause there's four holidays that we already get off uh, Christmas Eve, new year's Eve, black Friday and veterans day. So you take the other 12 days and I have six vacation days and I can do half days the rest of the year, which is what I had been doing. But on this Monday, this past Monday, uh, coworker, Brian, there's two of us, there's me and Brian. And one of us always has to be, online for coverage in case something breaks one of us has to be able to fix it so he asked and i told him i was doing this weeks ago and i told him if you ever need friday let me know i don't want to hog all the fridays the rest of the year so he asked me on this monday hey uh i got a trip friday the wife wants to leave a little bit earlier do you mind if 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 i just take that friday half a day instead of you and i was like yeah no problems so i got a hold of the boss and the boss kind of 
denied my vacation request that he had already approved. And then uh, I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, so I just, well, at the point, I didn't know what to do with it. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, so now I was going to have to work all day on Friday. After work, I met a buddy of mine at this local golf course where we did this uh, indoor simulator league that we had joined. We did the first two weeks last Monday, and then it runs eight more weeks for a total of 10. Uh, we played the first two rounds, nine holes each. It was really fun. We struggled on the first nine because we really hadn't hit that simulator before. didn't understand it that well, but we played really well on the second nine. Uh, and it was a good time. While we were there, we, we placed some bets using that same strategy and actually won pretty good that night on the Monday night game. Uh, nothing really writing related on this day since I slept in, but uh, I hope it gets better throughout the week. And spoiler alert, it won't. Um, Tuesday, <laughs> I decided Monday night, I don't want to get up at five tomorrow because I like going to Hothead Burrito on Tuesday nights. I, that's one of the like the more trustworthy writing sessions for me when i'm not in my golf league over the summer is going to hot it on tuesday night i don't have to push myself to do it i just like doing it so i set reset my alarm for 6 30 and um, woke up and then i kind of worked all day during that day it was when i, I kind of realized that i'm gonna go ahead and use that extra half a day on thursday instead so i would go into the office around 7 45 work until 11 45 and then leave after that and then i'll stop on the way home and write that makes up for the friday not writing i would just do it on thursday instead i've submitted the vacation request and it was approved which was good uh right around 10 45 a.m that morning I, I was sitting there working and i was i wrote in the outline exactly what i was doing i was writing a boring validation method for an api is what i was doing and i heard this like popping sound or this like a like a low boom sound um mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of times I'll hear it when the car, you know, those cars, those semis that carry cars, I have a car dealer that I can see like right outside my, from my porch, it's right down the street. And a lot of times they'll lower their, their ramp thing, you know, hit the ground and boom. Well, it sounded kind of like that, except it's a little more echo when it was down the street further. And, uh, I heard at the same time as my dog, we both kind of lifted our heads and looked to the left toward the window. Uh, about five minutes later, my internet went out. And then about five minutes later after that, I saw some fire trucks and some ambulances racing down the street. And now I don't have internet. So now I can't work, um, which kind of sucked. I didn't know. I mean, I've been struggling with internet. The last, I think we both have the last couple months right. um, with it going out more than it ever has in the past. But I did get a text from Spectrum pretty quick saying, hey, we have an outage. We expect to be fixed around one o'clock, which is better than those bright speed people ever did. All they did was route me around the world to six different people. And, and in the <laughs> end, tell me, yeah, there's an outage. I mean, they spectrum was like, there's an outage and here's what time we think it's going to be fixed. So I'm just sitting there not working. Now I re I used my phone as a hotspot around 1130 to log in for a meeting that we have every day. And then just decided I'm just going to stay on. I, I logged back on at 1230 and just thought I'm going to stay on until it comes back up. Hopefully I'm not using too much of my, my hotspot space. Cause I only get 40 gigabytes. So I have no idea how much, internet is going back and forth across the network when I'm, I'm connected, I'm remoted into a server, a work right. server, and then I'm remoted into another server and, and I have teams going and, and, and I have video meeting and all this stuff. So it ended up coming on around two o'clock, which was fine. Um, I just flipped over from my phone to the, my spectrum and everything was good. About four 30, I logged off, left for hot uh, and went to hothead. Uh, while I was there, I started editing chapter two again, more editing, than I expected, but at the same time, I was updating the story grid with as many notes as possible so that when I went through it that last time, I knew what was missing or what I needed to add and that kind of thing. Are you still using the uh, story grid spreadsheet that you had that had like 30 columns in it or have you chopped yes, that Yes, I down? am. Okay. Oh no, I'm I think I even added a column called, um, I called it the windup, which is 
I'm, I'm essentially writing all of the notes in that, that column for each chapter that my character is going to use in the last chapter to tell how it happened. So I'm taking as many notes in there as I can to help me write that last chapter once it's time to sit down and do it. I was thinking about that the other day because I saw it again. This pops up every now and then on Facebook, a, a uh, image of J.K. Rowling's uh, layout for, oh, yeah. for the Harry Potter series. And I, I thought about the handwritten one. Right? Yeah, the handwritten one. Right. And I thought about I looked at that and I thought about your spreadsheet and how complicated it was. Yeah. <laughs> I like spreadsheets. Oh, I did some Google spreadsheet stuff today where it's writing macros. It was awesome. I, I really like <laughs> spreadsheets. I'm just a fan. I think Lindsay is, too. I think that that's like a, a family thing. It's in our DNA, I guess. Yeah. Um, when so Wednesday, I decided Tuesday night. Well, I didn't get up. You know, you know, I didn't get up Monday or Tuesday. I might as well not get up Wednesday either. So I didn't get up at 5 a.m. on Wednesday. Um, the plan is to do that, though. I, you know, it fell flat on its face last week. The plan is to go ahead and start do that starting Monday. We'll see if it happens. But, you know, the, the plan is to do that. Um, I can sit right where I'm sitting right now. Uh, there's no noise around. It's, it's quiet. I don't have to worry about anything. And, and I can get stuff done. So the plan is to do that. It just didn't happen last week. Uh, I worked at, I worked all day and I did feel a little bit guilty about not getting up at five. So I went to Panera in the evening to start working on chapter three. This is another one of those chapters that has two parts to it. So chapter, chapter one had two parts, chapter three has two parts. So as I'm going through this, I'm essentially going through five scenes or, or mm. five chapters almost. Um, I made it most of the way through part one, a lot of new words added for like description of motion, that kind of thing. But I wasn't able to finish part one of chapter three. On Thursday, so this was the half day where I was going to go into the office and then leave around noon to go write. Uh, I did that. I left around noon. I drove home. I changed my clothes. I put uh, my laptop in my bag and I headed to the hot dog shop for lunch. And then I just drove home and didn't do anything the rest of the day. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's hilarious how that works. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today. And we were talking about how like, you know, you have those days where you just sit around and do nothing. And dirt while you're doing it, it feels great. You're just kind of just sitting there, not worried about anything, just flipping through the TV, just kind of being brainless. But like the next day you feel guilty about it. Yeah. Um, so it's in the moment, it's fantastic. A day later, I just feel bad about it. So it's like eating Dairy Queen. I feel great while it's happening, but an hour later, not so much. <laughs> uh, so I did again, I didn't do much until the game started Thursday night. Uh, I put again, I put some bets down and did well. I have this strategy that that seems to be working. I'm sure it'll work. It'll start failing at some point and I'll lose. But right now I'm happy with it. Um, well, I, I, the game was uh, Jacksonville and the New Orleans Saints, which I, I had some a lot of fantasy players. And so I really had a lot of interest in it. Uh, but I did grab my laptop and I opened ChatGPT and I plotted an entire new story. I, I really huh. I think, Rich, what I want to do one of these days is I want to sit down and plot with ChatGPT, plot an entire story and then record it and throw it on the YouTube channel, um, which I think is, and maybe on the Patreon, which is, or the, yeah, the Patreon. So I may ask you about that. I don't know if you want to be part of that. We can do this on maybe on a Friday afternoon or something like that, but I would like to do that at some point. Okay. Um, I started reading, remember I talked last week about how you, you inspired me to start reading. So I started reading this book called Nine. And in the, the beginning of this book, Basically, it's about seven, no, nine people who all receive a letter in the mail and all the letter has is nine names. And that is including one of the person who receives it. So the person who receives it is one of those nine people. And I, I got through the first four chapters. So then that night I was like, man, I love stories. And this is how I number four was. I love stories where 
you have this group of people who either don't know each other or they know each other, but at the beginning of the book, they're all separate from each other. And then throughout the book, they all start to kind of get together. So like you got nine people in this case. So like maybe in chapter four, two of them are now together. And in chapter six, two other ones. And then chapter nine, those four get together. And by the end of the book, they're all together. Mm -hmm. I love, I don't know why it is. It's so generic. It's so, uh, I don't know, not generic, but it's not a, it's, it can be any genre. You know, I just like the way that works. So I thought I'm right. going to write a story. Like I'm going to, I'm going to plot a story like that, but I had, I had nothing else in mind in terms of a story. I didn't know what genre it was going to be. I didn't know how it was going to end, how it was going to start. And it took me about three hours. And by the end of it, I was like, ah, this is a great story. I really, really want to write this. And I asked ChatGPT, I said, what would you call the genre of this story? And it gave me three options. The second one was mystery. The third one was drama. But the first one, the big one was the one I didn't expect to sit down and want to plot, which was a psychological thriller. I don't read psychological oh, okay. thrillers very yeah. often. And I thought, but I really like this story, except the ending. And I really liked the ending that, and I will say I came up with, this was actually my idea that I threw to ChatGPT and said, this is how I want it to end. Let's make it better. And then let's get to that point with ChatGPT. Cause I, I saw a video from the uh, nerdy novelist where he talks about, and, and I think um, you had talked about this before and Craig had talked about this before about writing the last chapter first. I think Paul talked about it too, mm -hmm. writing yeah. the, the last chapter first. Right. So I thought, well, when I do this, I'm going to plot the last chapter. So I know how it ends. So I plotted the, the first piece, which is what does each character receive and what does it mean? And then I plotted and I said, okay, now here's how I want it to end. And I just said, this is what I want, make it better. And I got, came up with an ending and then we worked to that ending, which was really cool. I had, I had some questions about the point of view, it, the way that this story is written. I don't want to give too much away because I really want to write this. Um, but the nine characters are not, they're the villains, the nine characters that, but the story is from their POV the entire time. I don't know if that's a, good thing or a bad thing for the genre but they are the villains in fact one of the povs is going to get killed in fact the main pov i might psycho this thing and kill off the main pov halfway through it and slowly before that character gets killed transition it to where there's two other povs who are getting some minor screen time then when this guy gets killed they kind of take over as the two main povs mm. and then the ending there's not a resolution which i i and i asked chat gpt i said you know, is this a good ending for a psychological thriller, this kind of ending? And it said, it gave me pros and cons. And one of the, the cons was, yeah, this is not a typical ending for, because there is no comeuppance for the bad guy because my my main characters are the are the villains. There's no come up, comeuppance at the end, kind of. There might be some mental, I, I can't, I don't want to say that word again, um, stakes, I don't know, for the, for the villains, the main characters, but there's not like a, oh, you committed a crime, you got caught and you went to jail type of thing. It's almost like a Twilight Zone ending is, is how I was thinking. So I really like this. Um, it took me again about three hours to plot it. A lot of no, 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 chat GPT. That's not what I want to do. I want to do this, stick with this type of things. And then I would ask it things like, okay, you've got the seven characters because I have seven main characters. Um, well, not seven main characters. I got one main character, two secondary, and then four others who will get lines but won't get POVs. And um, you know, I had to. I said, give me, give me sketches of each character. I want different races, sexes. I want different ages. I want everything. And then give me actors and actresses to play each one. And it did that. And I said, oh, I don't like that actor. Give me this one instead. You know, a lot of, a lot of, I don't like this, but give me this. But then a lot of its suggestions were like, oh, I like that suggestion. We're using that type of thing. The other thing that I like to do when I plot with ChatGPT is I like to say, give me 10 examples for this. And then instead of saying, well, I like number nine, what I do is I say, well, I like number two and number nine, combine them and make them what I'm looking for. 
I do that a lot and I like doing that. So um, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I finished just about the same time as the game was ending and I think I'm going to stick this when I'm sitting down to make my 2024 goals. I think I'm going to put this on there as like, right. This is going to be the second book for next year that I try to write the second full novel for next year that I try to write. Um, and I don't know how to write a psychological thriller. I, I, I can't imagine it's easy because you're, you're probably, you know, it's more um, mental type of writing, you know, it's not like a fight scene or whatever. Um, right, right. A lot in a lot of psychological thrillers, you spend an awful lot of time in people's heads. And uh, I mean, it's just a difference. It's, a, I guess it's a different way, almost of writing dialogue, but the person's talking to themselves. And so you don't have to worry so much about banter and stuff back and forth, because you're just kind of r ruminating in their own heads. Uh, I was going to say that I'm kind of envious that you can actually sit down and in a span of three hours bash out an outline, even a rough outline for an entire story. I could just never do that. Uh, well, I will say one thing I did different here was I didn't, I never at any point said, give me an outline, give me chapter by chapter, you know, give me the hero's journey version, give me the beats. I did not do any of that. I basically just said, I just want a story. So, right. and it's not prose because I, you can't use ChatGPT to write prose. It just doesn't right. work. Um, but I, I basically said, I have a beginning I have a bunch of characters. I have an ending. Let's just get there. And now I have kind of a beginning, middle, end. But at no point did I say, give me an outline, which is different. I, I usually, I always go right to the outline, outline the chapters for me. But this time I didn't do that. I just kept, I was working more through the the, the points of the story. Like, okay. like what's the midpoint twist going to be? And that's probably where the character gets killed. And what's the, um, what's the false ending going to be, which I have something kind of like that, you know, I had so, and, and put it all together and it became something I have a, I actually have a word document or a Google spreadsheet or no, a Google document where I put all this stuff. Cause you have to, you have to constantly be copying out of chat GPT right. somewhere else because it's going to forget what you were talking about after five or six messages. So you have to remind it every now and then what you're talking about. I might send this to you. I'm, I'm, I really would love to hear your opinion of the ending. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd like to look know, at it. I think it's a good ending. Yeah, so I'll send it to you after the uh, after we've done recording the podcast. Okay, here. great, great. Um, and then Friday, you know, I, I worked all day from home. I did nothing writing related. I don't even remember what I did last night. Uh, I know I worked until like 4.30. And then I watched a college football game that started at 7. I could not tell you what I did between 4.30 and 7 o'clock. Wow, that's sad. <laughs> um, today I got up this I got up pretty early. I woke up at like six and instead of going back to sleep, because I wasn't golfing, instead of going back to sleep like I normally would, um, I just stayed up and and uh, worked through some fantasy football lineups and the stuff that I do. And then uh, on to Chick-fil-A. I was at Chick-fil-A for about three hours working on chapter three. Mm -hmm. I was able to finish the first part of chapter three, and then I went through and finished the second scene also. Um, I did stop at Home Depot on my way home. I'm looking for uh, something for my golf simulator. And then once I got back home, I grabbed my lap, my, my desktop that I have back there, the one I built last year. And I brought it in, inside and and did a lot of updating. Windows updates as I get it ready to be used. I had an electrician come to my house. Uh, God, last uh, week ago, Friday, I think, week ago yesterday. And because uh, I want to get a quote on the electric car stuff, along with putting some plugs into my golf simulator. So he sent me that quote. Um, although there's some news there that I'll talk about, but he sent me that quote um, yesterday, a few hundred dollars to do that. So I'm going to get that done. And then I got my computer all ready so that as soon as I'm done golfing for the season, which I mean, it could have happened last week. I mean, the, the golf in October has been pretty bad because the weather's been horrible. Uh, I'm going to spend a lot of time out there working on some things. So, and that's it. I watched some college football and then we started podcasting. Yeah. Sounds good. It was a busy week. Maybe not a whole lot of writing, but it was busy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, well, my week in review, like I said, I was gone all week. Uh, last Sunday and Monday, right after church on Sunday, we hit the road, made it to just north of Birmingham, Alabama before it got dark. And so we stopped for the night, then headed out first thing the next morning for Virginia, rolled into the in-laws place right around dinner time, which was perfect as far as I'm concerned. Had uh, meatloaf and, and potatoes and all that kind of stuff that my mother-in-law had fixed. Uh, and that was that was a full two days there. Tuesday, spent most of the day just visiting with my brother-in-law who had drove down on Monday from Delaware where he lives to see his sister and to see me. And uh, spent a lot of time talking. He just retired from DuPont. And so we spent a lot of time talking about financial stuff and you know where he sees his retirement going and all that kind of, kind of thing. Uh, later in that evening, uh, watched the Phillies and my neighbor Aaron Nola pitch. Uh, pitched lights out on Tuesday. Phillies won the game. Um, I found out that this is his, and my brother-in-law is a big Phillies fan, so he knows all the background of all the players. Um, and uh, found out that this is uh, Noah, Aaron Nola is a free agent after this uh, this year. So, and he didn't have a terribly good year, but uh, he really pitches comes up big in all the big games and the way the Phillies have done the last couple of days, it looks like he'll get another chance to pitch in this NCLS series. Uh, so we may, uh, may get to see him again. Um, probably maybe Monday. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and then I also got time before bed to work on one of the death comes to paradise episodes and get that thing wrapped up. Uh, Wednesday turned out to be a tree cutting day. I, I think I mentioned last week, my father-in-law always has a list of things he needs help with and cutting down dead trees was one of the things. And so I spent most of the daylight hours felling trees, chopping them up into disposable chunks. Some of them will become firewood, although they don't really use their fireplace anymore. Uh, but the rest of it got chucked into a sinkhole that they have on our property. So we're trying to fill that up with downed trees. Uh, before bed, I was able to work on that second Death Come to the Paradise episode and get that thing finished up. And that's when I figured I realized while I was finishing up that second one that I really need to get that B plot caught up to the current point in the timeline. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what that's going to be about yet, but I'm going to find out this week because I, I have plans of doing that this week. Thursday, the first half of the day was spent on various household chores that the in-laws needed done, including doing window washing was the big one. They have a 3,500 square foot house with tons of windows in it. Uh, so I spent most of the morning cleaning uh, windows and cleaning light fixtures in the house. And then in the afternoon, my wife and I managed to get away to go leaf peeping. Um, you know, we get no leaves down, leaf changes down here in, uh, in Baton Rouge. Basically the leaves, the deciduous trees that do drop their leaves go from uh, green to brown and then fall off. And there's no real color at all. And a lot of the trees around here are evergreen. So you just, ne uh, you never see them change anyways. But we got a chance to see a few that were really in color, a few maples that were beautiful in yellows and reds and oranges. But we were a little bit early. I think they have, they're having a, a late, well, a long summer, I guess is a way to put it. Their Indian summer has lasted a long time. They're still probably about two weeks away from full color. Uh, down in that part of uh, of Virginia. And then Friday, woke up, we hit the road for Baton Rouge around 10 a.m., didn't stop until 6. It was really slow going because of construction and accidents. Uh, and then we crashed that evening right after eating at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I don't know if you've ever eaten at Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings. I know some people rave about it, but to be honest, I think the food's pretty crummy. I've eaten at them a number of them over all over the country, and it, I've just never had a good meal there. 
I'm a fan. I got. Oh, are you a fan? fan? Okay. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday uh, on the road again, right after this morning, right after seven a.m. Uh, we hit that accident where the medevac helicopter was landing in the middle of the highway about eight a.m. Sat there for an hour, but we eventually rolled into Baton Rouge about four four o'clock this afternoon, and just in time to do the podcast tonight. And then after we get done with this, I'm going to get something to eat and then probably crash. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So that that was my week in, in, in a nutshell. A very little writing, a lot of uh, family stuff. Uh, got some chores done that needed to be done because I haven't been in my. You, we usually go in the summer and we usually go for a week or two because he's got so much stuff to do. But he had back surgery this past summer, and his son, the one who just retired. Uh, was able to get away and come down quite a bit. He was coming down like every two weeks. So we got a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I would usually have to take care of because he was too busy with his job to get away. Uh, he took care of a lot of that. So hadn't been done it d- down during the summer, but I, I got in and got my, my fingers dirty for him. So that was good. Nice. Um, I never heard the term leaf peeping before. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, a term they use up in New England, especially with all the tourists that come in during the fall uh, okay. peep at leaves yeah all right um scrolling all the way down to my my uh running list future things to do it hasn't changed it's all the same keep working on the, the the ad stuff i was reading through today i spent about an hour reading through matthew j holmes's um emails going back from the when i first started uh, getting his emails back february i started i think i was on february 22nd when i started i made it through the end of i believe april just reading that you know they're three four minutes each so i'm just kind of scrolling through them looking for looking for anything that I can take away when I'm getting ready to do my Facebook ads. I guess the biggest takeaway is just keep doing Facebook ads if you want. I mean, I'm again, not in a great time to do because I only have a couple of books out there, but you know, if you want to learn about it, keep doing them, don't quit. Um, and, um, and make sure that you're kind of testing. I mean, one of his emails said something like, if you're not testing, you're wasting money, you know, things like that. So mm-hmm. That was the big one. And then Midjourney, again, I don't know if I'm going to keep it or not, especially with the way ChatGPT is making images. Um, so, I'm, But I am going to probably keep it for at least one more month. I'll let it go through and and, and charge me the $30 one more time because I do want to make some ads for the Facebook ads. That I, I mean, some images for the Facebook ads I'm going to run uh, coming up, hopefully in November, but we'll see. All right. And that's one of the things we talked about last week. These, so far anyways, all these uh, image apps, are on a month by month basis. They're not requiring you to sign up for a year. Not really giving, and if you do sign up for a year, if it's even possible, it's usually not a big break on the price. So yeah, no. you can come, you can come and go on these. Yeah, which is nice. Um, in terms of my addicted to, uh, I'm still on the electric cars thing. Well, I'm not anymore. I was as of Monday morning and then it just stopped. I decided uh, I'm not going to do it. I was looking through my, my bills. Um, I have my, my spreadsheet. I made my 2024 budget, which has the budget for every month of 2024. Obviously it's adjustable as my utilities go up and down and my monthly subscriptions to stuff come and go, but it's pretty close. And I was like, okay, I can take, you know, this, you know, I get paid twice a month and I could, so I could take the, the paycheck of the 15th and put it toward the, the lease of the car and put the rest of it in savings. And then if I wanted to on the, the last paycheck of the month, the last day of the month when I get paid, I can, I can put that toward my house or I can just save it all, or I can just not buy a car and continue to save money and, and, uh, get out of Ohio, which is what I really want to do, uh, because I can't stand this stupid weather. I remember thinking on Monday morning, you know, this was early. I woke up early and didn't, um, oh no, I woke up at 6 15. That's what it was. And I didn't, um, 
was it Monday? What day was that? Maybe it was Sunday. I don't remember now what day it was. I, th I thought it was early Monday, but maybe it was early Sunday when I woke up and didn't golf. I think that's what it was. I didn't golf. Um, and I just decided I'm just going to not worry about it now. Um, the two big things that have been range and the amount, uh, the, how much money the, the cars are, and there's no tax credit with any of these current ones mm -hmm. that I like. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, we'll see what happens next year. Uh, you know, in January, February, March, whenever that Equinox comes out, because those are supposed to start around 30,000 and they qualify for the tax credit. So if I can walk into a dealer with my car worth, you know, 15 and I can say, okay, it's 30, 36,000, give me the 7,500 tax credit right now, point of sale. Cause that's starting in January. Also that knocks it down to 30 and then I can trade my car in for, I mean, that makes it 15. And now I'm only financing like $15,000. Then maybe it's, it's something that's doable, but I also am interested in seeing the next, generation of the batteries that come out what's the mm -hmm. next big technology breakthrough they make with these batteries because you know every dealer is, or every automaker is working as hard as they can to make their battery better because that's what's going to sell that's one of the biggest selling points for these people that's what's keeping me from doing it and keeping some a lot of other people from doing is is the range thing so right and i, I read an article during the week that made me think of you in this electric car thing that i was going to mention i think it's a smart move really to to wait and see what mm -hmm. happens everybody does technology. oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's never a bad move to save more money or, or pay down debt. But uh, the article during the week was uh, uh, somebody who owned a Tesla and took it into the dealer because battery went bad and it got water in it or something. And he got a repair bill, an estimate of the repair bill, $20,000 in order to repair it. <laughs> Yeah, those batteries are so expensive. I've yeah. seen a lot, of, a lot of talk about how how much those things cost. So yeah, it's just like buying a whole new uh, car. Yeah, and so I just, I, I guess, I guess overall, I just don't think the technology is there yet. It's, yeah. it's just not ready um, for me to, you know. If, I think I told, I think I told somebody, you know, I'm going to go out and buy a new launch monitor for my my um, my golf simulator, and it's a thousand dollars. Well, I go buy it, I use it, I don't really like it. I go back to the old one. Yeah, $1,000 is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but it's not $56,000. Right, right. So, um, you know, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Okay. My addicted to this past week was driving the highways, obviously. But one good thing, like I mentioned about being trapped in the, in the truck for all that time is we get an opportunity to listen to an audio book basically from start to finish, which, you know, if I'm, if I'm trying to listen to an audio book around the house, I'll listen to it for a couple hours and I may not get back to it for a week. And I've forgotten what ha what's happened in the story because of everything else I've done story related in between time. But for this trip, we, uh, we uh, listened to the last devil to die by Richard Osman, which is the fourth installment just came out of his Thursday murder club series. And I like millions of other readers and you really liked it. I highly recommend it uh, for a writer. Uh, it's a bit of a masterclass in, how do you handle multiple plot threads and, and multiple twists along the way? And how do you bring them all together at the end of the story? And one of the things that makes me laugh, you know, these, these books, this uh, four book series had, has sold tens of millions of copies by now. It's made Richard Osman a rich man. Uh, even though he was a TV personality in the UK, he is now a rich man because of, the, of these stories. And I've thought about C and what she said about the draft I had sent her of Death Comes to Paradise, about how you can't in a in a cozy mystery you can't have multiple POVs, uh, you can't you know do this you can't do that. Almost every single chapter in this book is from a different POV. Uh, sometimes within the chapter he'll change POVs. Sometimes he'll really? head 
sometimes he'll head hop within a single scene. Wow. Uh, but it works. It really works for the way in which he writes and the kind of stories he's writing. Uh, so I've decided uh, during, uh, while I was listening to this, this fourth uh, book, that I'm going to go back. I've never read these stories. I've only listened to them on, on audio. So I'm going to go back. In fact, I did. I stopped at a small independent bookstore. I like to stop at independent bookstores whenever I can. There was a small one in Blacksburg, Virginia that opened a few years ago. So I stopped in. I bought, they had all four of his books. So I bought the first one. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to read it myself and see how what the experience is like it, 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 being a reader as opposed to just being a listener. See, part of the thing uh, about being a listener to an audiobook, especially when the narrator is doing voices, is that it's very clear when you're changing points of view. It's very clear when a head has been hopped in, in because of the way in which the narrator is speaking it. I'm going to see if it's as clear when I'm reading it or if it or if it's actually jarring and takes me out of the story just to see. And if it doesn't, if it's very smooth, then I'm going to try to really dissect it and figure out how does he do this when he's basically going against all the advice that you ever hear about story stories. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll story grid it. Uh, I mean, I really want, I would really at some point like to learn how to do story grid, gridding well. Um, because I, I've tried a couple of times and realized, yeah, I'm just not doing this right. Or it's just not working out the way it should. So right. this may be, this may be something to do with the story. Yeah. So you, okay. You just said something interesting there. And there's a question I was going to pose to you uh, about 30 seconds ago when you, when you said something else, do you think that it really doesn't matter and nothing matters in a good book or a, not a good book, a a book that is very popular sells well or becomes a TV show that I really love or whatever. All that really matters. It's a good story with good characters. It doesn't matter if you break the rules of head hopping. It doesn't matter if your chapter one is 2,500 words and not a thousand. None of that stuff matters. All that really matters. If you have a good story and you have good characters, I mean, there's a reason that like, um, the what's the book the 50 shades of gray there's a reason 50 shades of gray sold well it's written it's the same as um i've talked about this a thousand times the uh the the what's the ernest klein book um oh the uh the big popular all about pop culture god my brain um um oh come on jerry uh, uh hold on i'm gonna find it i'm going into my um my podcasting it's all it's the 372 pages it's the book that they began the whole thing making fun of um, hold on, hold on. I'm scrolling through the podcast. It's the very first podcast is, uh, oh, but da, 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 da. what's it? Oh my God. Uh, Rich, I'm, I'm old. Now. This is not good. <laughs> I'm officially old. This is not good. Uh, uh um, oh, come on. I, I, <laughs> it's I, not I, even in the description. I know what you're referencing. <laughs> I've, I've never listened to it myself. Um, somebody's already oh, player one. Holy cow. Okay. Ready Player One is 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 written terribly. It is not good, um, but the story is so good. I love the plot of Ready Player One. I think it's a great plot, but it's not written well. But who cares? Because it's a great plot, so you just read it anyway. And I'm wondering, you know, taking what you just said about Rich Osmond, head hopping and changing POVs, and it's a cozy mystery, and all the advices you can't do that. But he did it anyway, and because it's a, just a good story, people read it. Right. And, and and to be fair to Richard Osmond, it's really well written as well. It's mm -hmm. just that all these all these rules that he breaks, I just found right. I found amusing. Uh, yeah. And as far as I know, this series are the first books he's ever written. 
uh, that he he didn't write before this. I, I I'll have to check on that to be sure. But uh, yeah, for for somebody who hasn't written before, I mean, I'm sure he's written his own scripts and things like that for the shows that he's done. Uh, he's kind of a shows that he do uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the Drew Carey type shows, you know, Price is Right kind of things, uh, oh, inter okay. in, interview interview kind of game show kind of stuff. I believe. I don't know for certain what his what, what his range is, but that's basically the kind of I get the sense for that's the kind of stories that he's written. And what's really nice about right. these audiobooks too that I like is that at the end of each one, they have an extended uh, interview of him. Either either a journalist is interviewing him and him talking about the story and his writing process and stuff, or like in this last one, it was it was kind of a back and forth between the narrator who was a new narrator and and osmond and talking about you know the characters how he comes up with his twists and you know where where he gets his ideas from so you know that's i enjoy that too you don't get that usually at the end of most books but i'm looking forward to, to actually going back and reading through this series to see uh how it holds together as a piece of writing as opposed as opposed to what is essentially a piece of audio drama uh, when somebody is is, is uh, speaking it. Okay. Okay. All right. So looking ahead to this coming week, um, I'm still, and I'm holding up air quotes now, and I say story gritting, even though I'm doing a lot of editing. I think I'm going to keep doing the editing. I like it. I think the story comes out that much better when I do it. Um, and then in regards to my schedule for 5 a.m. for three days a week, I'm going to attempt to do that again this week. We'll see how it goes. Um I don't know. I'm going to definitely set my alarm for 5 a.m. I don't want to screw that up. The, the other issue is with football, you know, being Sunday night games and Monday night games that I enjoy watching. I'm not sure if I want to go to bed at 1130 and then get up at five. So it could yeah. change, but we'll see um, how it goes. I do have the the Fridays off, so I'm, I'm definitely not going to get up. I'll get up Thursday morning, go to work. And then Friday morning, I can sleep in a little bit because I'm working from home. And then Saturday and Sunday when I'm not golfing, I can just sleep as much as I want. So four days a week getting up at five isn't terrible, uh, but we'll see how it goes. Um, Starting with tonight, a uh, quick story. Uh, growing up, I played this game by a company. I always called it APBA, but a lot of people say APBA. And it was basically board game, dice games for football. And you could play solo. Um, and I used to have all these cards. And it would take me hours to play a game. And you'd roll the dice and you'd look at the cards. And I love it. I love every second of it. Kept all the stats. When I was a kid, I had yellow, those manila folders. And I would mm -hmm. keep like weeks worth of box scores in there. It was so much fun. Well, every now and then I'd break out the football game. I bought the new version a couple of years ago and I'd break it out and play it. Well, last year I bought a golf game. And, uh, and I have all the golfers and you can actually interject yourself into there. The cards are like, if you're a one handicap, use this card. And I'm a, I think the course I was going to play, I'm a 26 handicap. So it's like, use this card. So I can kind of play against the pros for fun, um, getting strokes, of course. And, uh, so the, the and it's really hard game to play when you're just using the boards. And there was a guy who, uh, about a year ago who wrote this, uh, Excel, Basically, it's an Excel sheet with lots and lots of macros that'll help you play the game quicker. But it was still an advanced version of, well, last week he came out with a basic version of this Game Caddy Excel sheet and I downloaded it. So I think tonight I'm going to set it up and I'm going to try to play a game. And he says with the with the basic thing, you can play it really fast. You can play a game really fast. So, and I watched the first video on how to do it and it looks really easy. So I'm going to set it up tonight and try to play it while I watch some football. Uh, and that'll be my tonight. Uh, tomorrow... I mean, if you'd asked me four hours ago, I wasn't golfing. If you would have asked me three hours ago, I was golfing. And if you'd asked me if again an hour ago, I'm now not golfing again. Uh, my buddy Dave, who I golf with, called the course all day today. They were closed. He wanted to see if he can get a tee time for tomorrow. So we just decided well, we're just going to show up. We'll show up around 745. 
assuming they'll be open. It's not raining today or, or all night. So it should be somewhat dry, but it's still going to be wet. That course is always wet. Um, but then he texted me, um, uh, I don't know, about an hour ago, just we started and he said, yeah, I just called the course. The, the machine said they're closed tomorrow and reopening on Monday. So we're not playing tomorrow. So now I'm back to going to Panera tomorrow morning to work on uh, chapter four. And then I'll be home for uh, to watch some football. Hopefully the Browns can keep their winning ways going. Uh, I probably won't do much in the way of writing tomorrow, although I do want to continue to uh, read through the Matthew J. Holmes posts. Uh, emails and then try to use the the ai to generate some images for the facebook as i want to do starting hopefully november 1st uh we'll see how that goes uh monday through wednesday i plan on being up at 5 a.m each day i'm gonna write basically get up at five shower get the dog out grab something to eat and then write from like 5 30 to 7 uh and then uh monday so i'm not sure what day i mentioned that indoor simulator league that, that me and my buddy sean got into um, he hunts this time of the year with his son pretty much every, every night they go hunt somewhere. So we have to find, we, we're going to play on a day where he's not hunting. So if it rains one night, um, we'll play, if not, maybe we'll just play Saturday morning. I don't know yet. I don't know what time we're, what day we're playing, but that's going to, that's going to pop in and be an hour or so of our time. I just don't know when, uh, Thursday I'm back in the office. It'll be a full day in the office and I'm writing during lunch. Uh, Friday, I'll work from home. I'll have a half day vacation. I'll go out after work and go right somewhere and then home after to kind of hang out and do nothing Friday night. Then the weekend comes. Uh, Saturday, it looks like it's supposed to be okay in terms of the weather, at least dry. It's going to be a little bit cool, but it looks like it's going to be dry. So I'm hoping I can try to golf Saturday and maybe even Sunday. We'll see. Um, but so Saturday, I'll either write in the morning or I'll golf and then write in the afternoon. Uh, and again, the indoor simulator league day could be this day. Sean said sat late Saturday morning is a good day for him. So I could uh, go right and then go meet him to play the golf or just go play the golf at like 11 a.m. and then go right afterward. It just, mm -hmm. you know, the plan is to at least write on Saturday. I just don't know what time yet. My planned writing days are now Sunday, tomorrow morning, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's every day there's planned writing. I mean, let's be honest, that's not going to happen, but I'm going to try to. <laughs> Uh, and then the, you know, my goal continuing working through the story grid and the editing, I don't know how long this is going to take, but because I have seven writing set sessions planned now, um, and usually it's, it's basically one chapter per writing session. Cause I'm doing so much editing. I'm going to try to, but some of those days I don't have to work. So like Friday after work, I'll have a couple hours to kill. Um, you know, Saturday I'll have a couple hours to kill. So I'm hoping through those seven writing sessions, I can, I can get through eight chapters, so we'll see. Maybe by this time next week, I'm telling you that I just finished up chapter 12 or 13 or whatever it is. And that'll put me halfway through the book. So that'd yeah, be fantastic. That'd be fantastic yeah. if you do get that far. Or even if yeah. you get 75% of that, then it'll still be a ton of stuff. A lot of yeah. work. Yeah. Well, my coming week, uh, tomorrow morning, church in the morning. And I'll spend some time in the afternoon or after church uh, doing some watering in the garden and moving my, a bunch of my potted plants back out into the sun. I had pulled them into the shade under the carport for while we were gone. So they didn't dry out so fast. Our weather has broken here, as I've mentioned, but we're still getting temperatures, daytime temperatures, 85 to 90 or so wow. today. Today was actually 92 uh, and we still dry as a bone, no rain and no rain forecast out for the next two weeks. So I, I'm still going to have to do a lot of maintenance with the garden in, in the coming week. I do plan to set up some promotion and marketing efforts in the evening to try to get back on that horse. I do still want to hit, if I can, 40,000 reads for the for the month so that I can try to 
make it to a quarter of a million by the end of the year. We'll see if that happens. It's going to take a lot of promotion uh, to push that. Right now, I think right now I'm on track for about 35,000 reads for the month. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of pushing in order. Monday, uh, be Jim in the morning, back to the writing desk for hopefully about four hours. I'm going to try to do about four hour blocks of writing this, this week when I can. Uh, I need to rip uh, out a first draft of that B plot chapter that I need to do. Uh, so I can spend some time revising it uh, later in the week and get it posted before the week's end. I think I got to come up with a real with a, a hook and a, a reason for the chapter. I kind of have a few ideas. I just have to think through uh, which one I want to uh, pursue. Uh, after that writing uh, session, I do have a sync to install in the house, which uh, may take me an hour, may take me a day, may take me a week. Uh, considering how me and plumbing get along, I just never really know how it's going to turn out. Uh, Tuesday, I'll be do, doing writing in the morning, followed by some cardio just before lunch. It uh, looks like my wife only wants to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the gym. Um, I may go in addition to her going, although I tend not to, but I do need to get some car start working some cardio in. I've mainly up to this point since I've been back to the gym just doing weightlifting. Uh, I know my doctor is going to yell at me about cardio when I go to see him in a month or so. So I'm going to try to work some of that. And I do have a rowing machine in, at the house. So I, there's really no reason for me not to do it. It's just I'm lazy. That's a good reason. Yeah. I, I'm, exactly. I stand behind that reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very popular one from what I hear. <laughs> yes. Yes. In the afternoon, uh, I hope to be able to finish up whatever plumbing I didn't get done on Monday. Uh, and sometime that afternoon, I got to cook because there's a church activity, which I've signed up to, to provide the meal for. Uh, and that's going to take the rest of the day between the cooking and the actual attending uh, at uh, the activity at church. Uh, Wednesday, again, it will be gym in the morning, followed by writing until about mid-afternoon. I hope by this time to have that B-plot chapter revised or be re revising it on Wednesday so that I can post three Death Comes to Paradise episodes in the evening. That may or may not happen by Wednesday, by Wednesday evening, but I'm going to push hard to get that done if I can. Uh, I also need to spend some time later in the day going through my gardening car catalogs and starting to order some bulbs because, because between now and Christmas time when we leave for Christmas holidays is when those bulbs are going to have to be planted. So I need to get those in uh, either by ordering them or going to the local uh, garden center and seeing if they have what I need. Uh, Thursday, if I haven't managed to finish and post those new velas by then, uh, that's when I'm going to do in the morning. And then whatever writing time I have left, I'm going to devote it to rummaging around in my short story vault, looking for something that I can revise and post uh, in my Vela sh uh, short story anthology, I guess, if you want to call it, or omnibus than I have. Uh, Friday will be Jim again in the morning, followed by looking back at the what the cat dragged in story and getting my head wrapped around where I need to go with that story. It's been quite some time since I posted an episode for it and the read stats for it are really suffering because of that. So I really need to get some new episodes up for that. I'm only at, I think I've got 15 of those episodes for that one posted. I'm pushing 40 for the, uh, what, uh, death comes to paradise. So I need to get those things equalized if I can. Um, yeah, and we'll see what happens with that. Uh, by Saturday, I'm probably not going to do much writing on Saturday. 
I desperately need to clean out my woodworking shed. I can't literally cannot get into it because there's so much stuff thrown all over the place. I'm very bad about organization and I tend to drop tools wherever I'm using them and just throw, <laughs> throw, throw stuff, you know, out of my way when I have to do something else. So uh, I need to get that start at least cleaning that out a little bit. And, uh, Hopefully, I'll be doing a little bit of Vela promo and marketing uh, later in the day. Then um, we're going to record the podcast later that afternoon, after which I might get back to reading the novel, which I started, uh, Finley Donovan, Donovan is Killing It, that I think I mentioned last week. Uh, I haven't gotten to it much during the week. I read a few chapters while I was gone, but I need to get that thing finished because I'm right at probably toward, I'm right nearing the end of uh, Act 2, and things are going to start rolling in terms of the climax. I want. I tend to like to read right through the climax into the final part of the story when I can. I, I hate to break that up. And in terms of stuff to share, uh, I really don't have anything because I didn't do anything this week or not much. Yeah, I don't have anything just because I didn't put anything together. I don't. I don't know why I didn't look at that. I think I was when I was doing this outline. It was before I was writing this morning, and then um, I just never updated that section. So yeah. that is the end. Do you have anything else? No, I'm I'm pretty much finished. Except right, go is, go and, go and read the Richard Osmond stories because they're really good. Uh, that is all we have. So um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. Uh, website's jerryevanoff.com. Again, it's the new website. It's been out there for about a month now, and I really like it. Um, the the web, the author page on Facebook is facebook.com slash jerryevanoffauthor. Um, patreon.com slash jerryevanoffauthor. Patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, but I, I actually want to highlight the YouTube channel where I'm putting these podcasts. If you are someone who watches this on YouTube and doesn't, and isn't a, an actual podcast listener, please remember to subscribe. I know that that helps on YouTube. So, you know, the more places that we can get this podcast, the better, the better that we're doing. Um, and we can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Jerry Evanoff to support us. And yeah, that's a whole bunch of links, but they'll be in the show notes if, if I went through them way too fast. Okay. And if you want to get a hold of me for any reason, my email address is rich at richcasey.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Blue Sky. I'm probably... Of all those, I'm more I'm more active on Facebook and probably Blue Sky a second. But on all those platforms, I'm at Casey himself. And then you can check out my Bell stories by just going to my website at www.richcasey.com. All right, everyone, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, everybody.